from the moment you are born to the moment you die is a process of learning. Jiddu Krishnamurti. Hello, friends. It's my pleasure to welcome you to Inside the Writer's Cafe. I'm Cheryl Mason. Our show features not only the hottest authors, but also introduces you to exciting new authors who talk about themselves and their latest work. Concussions are a surprisingly common occurrence in sports. A new field of medicine is emerging, concussionology, and it has massive consequences for the health and the welfare of athletes. Stay tuned to learn more from a physician who has more than 25 years of experience studying and treating thousands of concussions. Joining me is Dr. Harry Karasidis, the founder and medical director for the sports concussion management platform Excellent Brain, XLNT Brain. He's also the founder of Chesapeake Neurology Associates and serves as the medical director for the Center for Neuroscience, Sleep Disorder Center, and Stroke Center at Calvert Memorial Hospital. Dr. Karasidis is here to talk about his fascinating book, Concussionology, Redefining Sports Concussion Management for All Levels. Welcome, Dr. Karasidis. Thanks, y'all. It's good to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. And this topic that you have chosen to write about is so hot, and we hear so much about it in the news all the time, not only about professional athletes, but about the, the young athletes who are involved in sports. What made you decide at this point in time to write this book? It's certainly no small task to write a book that this is, that's this important. Well, you know, Cheryl, this is a, a major, major concern amongst the medical community. Uh, there has been uh, medical science illuminating the serious nature of concussion, not only in the short run, but also in the long term uh, for our nation's athletes. And uh, over the last six years, I've been developing a, a sport-related concussion program called Excellent Brain uh, XLNT Brain Sport is a uh, online um, uh, an online program. In order to bring the information that's so important regarding concussion um, in sport to the public, I decided to write this book. Well, it is important, and I know if I'm a parent and I have a child, you know, used to. It was considered the thing to do, to participate in football or soccer or any of the other contact sports. If I'm a parent now, I think I'm having second thoughts about letting my child participate in sports. Do you agree with me having those second thoughts? Well, you know, we don't want to discourage uh, kids from entering sport. The value of sports to the developing brain and body in our uh, youth athletes is so important. And uh, we want that to continue. We want sport to continue. We just want uh, people to be very careful about how um, uh, the athletes participate in the sport, particularly recognizing when uh, an injury may occur and to manage that injury properly afterwards. And this is really why I wrote the book. Tell me what's in the book. Tell me about the table of contents. If I open it up, what will I see? The book basically reviews the um, 
serious nature of concussion. It brings to light the um, um, information that medical science has brought uh, to uh, understanding the uh, serious nature of concussion and uh, um, consequences, both uh, short-term and long-term, of concussion injury. It um, reviews uh, how to recognize concussion, uh, not only at the sideline, but also afterwards, because sometimes, you know, concussion doesn't, um, concussion symptoms don't really show up right away. They may take hours or even days. And so it's important for not only parents, but also other people around an athlete to be able to recognize um, whether a concussion may have occurred or not. Uh, the book also reviews um, a variety of different interventions that can be um, implemented to uh, help an athlete return to normal activity and normal gameplay. Uh, for our youth athletes, the, the most important thing is that youth athletes are students first and then athletes, and so helping them return to the academic environment is a really important aspect of concussion management. We include recommendations. I include re- re- I include recommendations uh, uh, for return to learn protocols with regards to concussion. I think that that's extremely important. Are some people simply more susceptible to concussions than others? That's a great question, actually. The answer is yes. Um, in any sport where females and males com- uh, compete at the same level, uh, for instance, let's say soccer, you have men's soccer and women's soccer, females tend to have more concussions uh, than males uh, reported. And there's a variety of different reasons that go into why that is. It could be um, that uh, females tend to report uh, concussion or other health-related issues more commonly than males. But more importantly, there may be some underlying physiologic differences between females and males, including uh, more supple neck, uh, allowing for more movement of the head, uh, also, uh, females tend to um, uh, have more migraines than uh, males, and uh, migraines is an independent risk factor for the development of concussion injury. Are there some sports, I mean, football would be obvious, but are there some other sports that are more prone to concussions than others? Absolutely. So any any uh, sport that... Uh, uh, has high velocity and vulnerability to um, high velocity impact, either player to player or object to player. For instance, uh, a heavy ball like a soccer ball uh, hitting the head uh, is a, a, a um, risk factor. Uh, if you look at uh, high school statistics, um, you'd be surprised to learn that the number two sport after football uh, is uh, women's soccer. And then beyond that, you have uh, uh, wrestling and you also have cheerleading as sports that are vulnerable to concussion injury. Now, with the rise of lacrosse, lacrosse is really becoming a, a, a major sport across the nation. And uh, men's lacrosse is uh, fast coming up in the, in the concussion world. And if uh, ice hockey was more prevalent throughout the United States, I think that that would be 
uh, a major contender against football with regards to vulnerability of concussion injury. I have to say that I'm surprised at cheerleading and wrestling. Yeah, isn't that surprising? But, you know, as the, um, especially with cheerleading, as the uh, stunts become more complex and uh, require a lot of uh, uh, movement and also um, with the flyers, you have uh, the, the, the tossing of the athletes um, that results in vulnerability to injury. And the other thing about cheerleading is that they're often underfunded. And so practice for cheerleading is often uh, in areas that are not really well protected. Uh, for instance, you know, the asphalt of a, of a um, parking lot rather than the mats that should be uh, placed for protection of the athletes. This is something that I review in the book is that, you know, we, we want to prevent these injuries from the first, in the first place. And so uh, assessing uh, the the uh, field assessing the equipment is an important part in the preseason process of preventing injury. And you know, I think often. I mean, I I was a drill team sponsor. We didn't have any problems with drill team because there were no tricks or stunts involved. But it's exactly what you said. I would see the cheerleaders. They couldn't get time at the gym. Perhaps the basketball team was working out or the gymnastics team or whatever. So they would do exactly as you said. They would go out in the parking lot or on a grassy area at, at the school and they would just practice their stunts outside. And that kind of sport has gotten so much more athletic that I often think that the people involved, because they're kids and often sponsors don't know that there's such danger, that I think really if someone's going to be involved in that, they need to really think about, well, wait a minute, let's see if we can't make this safer. Is that another area of the book that in the book that you address, how to make some of these sports a little bit safer? Yes, absolutely. And and the first thing first is that uh, somebody has to take responsibility. Uh, and uh, and what I recommend in the book is that um, for each team, someone should be designated the concussion coordinator. Uh, this is a person who assumes the responsibility not only for prevention, but also making sure that all of the athletes and parents are educated with regards to the serious nature of concussion injury and is responsible for detecting potential injury at the sideline so that uh, healthcare professionals uh, can get involved and actually make a diagnosis and care for an injured athlete afterwards. The concussion coordinator can be a volunteer parent, can be an assistant coach, a team manager, uh, but it's somebody that needs to be assigned a job. You know, it's kind of like when you learn uh, CPR. I don't, I don't know if you're ever, you've ever done certification for CPR. I have. But, uh, yeah, so if you recall, uh, when, somebody, when, you, when somebody goes down in the field and uh, you, know, you have to start initiating CPR, you just don't call out, help somebody, call 911. You have to direct that person, a person on the, you know, that you see, you say, you call 911 because otherwise you're vulnerable to this um, bystander effect. 
in which uh, everybody kind of looks on, but nobody does anything. And I think the bystander effect applies to concussion injury in sport as well. You know, everybody looks on, but nobody takes responsibility to actually do something about prevention, detection, and, of course, recovery. Oh, I think I'm so glad that you pointed this out because I think what you've said is very important. And I hope that some of our listeners who had not particularly thought about this maybe will make somebody think and maybe there will be someone on the sideline now who's responsible and who says, this kid looks like they, let's bring the doc in. We need to check this, that, and the other. I'm so glad that you said that. I also sense that the book is written for more than one level and on for more than one audience. If you have a bottom line message for, let's say, parents who might be less educated in and less medical knowledge, what would your bottom line message be for those parents? You know, I wrote the book so that it would be an easy to read um, book that would raise a concussion awareness in the general public. And part of that, of course, is um, uh, the importance of the parents and in getting involved uh, with uh, their kids in their sport, not only from encouraging them to participate and praising them for their great participation and performance, but also in keeping them safe. You know, I think that probably the biggest message I would uh, say right now is that there has to be a a sort of cultural shift in prioritizing brain health over gameplay. Uh, you know, it's so common when uh, a kid gets hit and goes down on the field, and uh, you know they check them out, and um, and the kid stands up and goes back in the huddle, and everybody cheers, right? Yes. There's a big applause in the audience, and. Um, and you wonder whether the appropriate uh, assessment was done in the first place. Should that kid actually be back in the game again, or should they be on the sideline doing a careful assessment as to whether a concussion injury occurred or not, and then uh, a decision made to get them back on the field? Are you seeing a movement toward more healthcare professionals being involved? Football has always had the athletic trainer and the doctor on the sidelines, but many of the sports have not. Are you seeing a movement because of public education, public awareness, toward more involvement of a healthcare professional being there on the sidelines for wrestling, for example? Well, I think that the, the most important uh, medical professional that can contribute to, uh, to this issue is the athletic trainer. And it's my feeling, my personal opinion, that athletic trainers really need to be uh, uh, at every school in, in the United States. And unfortunately, there, is, there are cost constraints here, and, and especially for youth leagues there's there's no money available to have an athletic trainer around um, it is true that uh, medical professionals getting involved at higher levels for instance uh, certainly at the professional level and at the college level and and now with high schools hiring athletic trainers you, you see that as well but the the, the, the largest 
group of athletes in the United States are youth league athletes, and there's no support for them. They're basically the athletes who are not directly connected to any kind of school program. This is a separate program that's outside the auspices of an educational setting where usually money is available for those kinds of things. Is that right? Exactly. Well, this is absolutely fascinating, and I know that some of our listeners are curious about Excellent Brain, about your program. So let's tell them how they could find out more about that program and the, the, where the book is available as well. Yeah, so the Excellent Brain program is a online end-to-end solution to concussion management, and uh, you can find more information at the Excellent Brain uh, website it's uh, xlntbrain.com uh, and the uh, and more information about the book is available on that website as well so www.xlntbrain.com uh, I also found the book on Amazon I mean it's very easy to find you can just go to Amazon and pull up the book search feature and in the book search feature just put in the name of the book which is concussion c-o-n-c-u-s-s-i-o-n dash ology o-l-o-g-y and then there's a, a second half which says redefining sports concussion management for all levels but if they just get concussionology in there and put your name and let me spell your name it's dr harry h-a-r-r-y carasides k-e-r-a-s-i-d-i-s if they simply put that in the book search feature and click on the um, click it, there, there's your book. It comes right up, and they can click on the book, and there's a nice excerpt there from the Kindle version. Now, it's available in Kindle. Is it also available in paperback or hardback? Yes, you can get it in soft cover or e-version, and you can find it at uh, Amazon, at Books A Million at uh, Author House uh, and, of course, on our website. You have just been a fascinating interview, Dr. Karasides. I want want to thank you so much for taking time out of I Know Your Busy Schedule to talk with us today on Inside the Writer's Cafe. Is there one thing, one takeaway that you would like to leave our listeners with before we close? Yes. If you know any athletes, or if you know parents of athletes, or if you know coaches uh, that um, take care of, um, uh, or if you know coaches that are supervising athletes, I think these are people that would learn a great deal from the book, Concussionology, uh, and that this awareness uh, could reduce injury and help kids and uh, adults. And this could, this, uh, and raising awareness regarding concussion injury in sport can help uh, prevent, detect, and help uh, injured athletes recover uh, from concussion injury. 
And from my perspective, it would seem that if I'm involved in sports that that's outside of an organized situation, like an educational situation where money is there for an athletic trainer or a physician to be on the sideline, I want to get a copy of your book and I want to be the person who is there and who knows and who has some knowledge about what needs to be happen, happening if someone is injured. Thank you so much, Dr. Karasides. It was really my pleasure. A pleasure was mine. Thank you. Our time is up, and we'd like to thank you for yours. Remember, pick up a good book and read. <laughs>